0: Episode of musings with jesus my name is shola i'm your host thank you for joining me i hope you're well i hope all is good with you in the world in your world um today is the second of january we're already yeah 2024 is here hmm. so um i'm still you know well for a couple of some weeks now i've been sort of like off-site i'm beginning to miss home now I want to get back to base and um, still a few days in but uh, I think I now realize that my I think the longest time I can be away from home without getting homesick is maybe two my t- my tipping point is at three weeks two and a half you know so two um, yeah and um, so two weeks and then you know by three three weeks on the dot. I, I should be able to, my departure should be like a few days on, on, you know, not even up to a week. So definitely less than four weeks. So at least now I know that now. And, um, because, and, and this is the thing I really do like. I like living in Nigeria. I like living in Lagos. It's a very chaotic city. It's a, you know, it's like, in fact, my, the way I feel about Nigeria now is like when you're married to someone that you love. I mean, it's like the love of your life. But the relationship is not working. You know what I mean? And you've done everything. You really wish it could be different. There's so much potential. There's so much that you people, you know, as a couple, you could have been. But it's just not working. And from your perspective, <laughs> you know, you're, you're doing all that you should do. Or maybe maybe I should put it this way. Let me say yeah, because I think marriage is not quite a good one because marriage is about... You know, two people 50 50. But so let's say you are part of a family, you really love that family, but the family is dysfunctional, it's a very messed up family within that family. There are some people who are reasonable, but the bunch of the, the people ruling things in the family are just messed up, they're like they're totally messed up. And every time you keep telling yourself that okay, maybe sometimes you know, people some members of the family have actually left and told themselves, you know what, this is not my chosen family and they've gone and gone to try a family elsewhere but even those ones that live they find out that they still continue to be concerned about what's going on in the family so they leave, but they don't really live you know what <laughs> you know and it's a family that is so blessed there's just so much and you know that if things worked out well if 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 the family could just come together as one and recognize and, and, and carve a formal, a common future for themselves and realize that they are stronger together and be a little bit more accommodating with each other's, you know, hmm. they would be such a powerful family. They would be one of the most... In fact, their family would be like heaven on earth. Even with all the dysfunctionality, the potential of the family is still there. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of things going wrong in that family. So, that's how I feel about Nigeria. That's how I feel about Nigeria. I really, you know, if Nigeria, I mean, a lot of us say it. I mean, I would have this conversation with um, my family members, you know, and I were like, I mean, my real family, not the analogical family I just gave right now. Because that was an analogy about Nigeria. But I have this conversation with loved ones. And I say, look, if Nigeria was working well, I'm not even saying working well, like, maybe uk working well or us working well i mean just working well like african standards because right now we're lagging even by african standards so assume third world country standards just working reasonably well even by third world standards many nigerians will not want to leave the country because to be honest we like we like our culture (laughs) you know we like our culture i mean gone are the days when people used to romanticize like you know western culture now we've seen that all of that is you know as in no we're not we're not that isn't the thing anymore we've seen the limitations of that culture and we also know that you know the, that culture is more commercialized than anything it doesn't really it doesn't bring happiness you know what i mean so yes it, it it does it's very helpful for things like you know lifestyle entertainment and all that and by the way we've we've also found our own Entertainment, so that has really taken away the attraction of the Western one, and you know, so, so there's there's a lot in terms of tech and so many things that is good about the Western culture, but we realize that on a soul and on a heart level, you know, our culture is still the best because it speaks to us, it speaks to who we are, and sometimes I really wonder why God, you know, made us, you know, the way, why things are the way they are, because. And I, I always come back to this, is it nature is it nurture? Because when I look at the African culture and the black culture, it's so different from other cultures. And my heart goes out to people who are living in a society that is, not, that is hostile to black culture because it's almost like they're sucking the life out of you. And I think that is why I love Nigeria because... Nigeria, of course, is not is not only welcoming to black culture, it is the epitome of, of, of let me not say black, African culture, because black culture can be African American, it can be so many other things, but I mean, you know, it's, it's just, it's our, it, it, everything about our culture, and when I mean our culture, I mean, I mean the food, I mean the warmth, I mean the people, I mean the sense of neighborliness, the value system just it's just and the I, I think for me the biggest thing is that people see you you know what it means when when you look when you are in an environment where you are valued you are seen as an individual people people can relate to your story and your story has meaning for them your journey has meaning to so many people There are people who are invested in your life because of what your life means to them. You you can't get that in Europe, you can't get that in America. You can't, not in the way that you have it in Africa. I honestly believe that black-skinned people belong in societies that are welcoming of African culture. I wish, honestly, which is why I guess the story of Black Panther resonated with me a lot. I wish that there was a place that any Black person, all Black people could go if they felt unwelcomed where they were. Because um, because I think that there is so much richness in our culture that it's, I feel really sad that people have to live in places and spaces where they are seen as a threat or they're not welcome when it is actually a gift to have... African people or people of African heritage around you because there is a value system there's a culture there's an emotion that comes with being African or of African heritage that is a good thing and i know perhaps i sound a little bit biased in this but anyway it's just my thoughts um yeah it's just my thoughts so i think you know so for me i'm happy that i can visit other parts of the world but i'm also I'm happy that yeah, home is, is 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 back on the continent. Home is home is Nigeria, which makes me very sad also when a lot of what is going on in Nigeria because there's a lot of conflict, there's a lot of really bad things that make people genuinely have to leave, and even right now it's the you know the the country, the political leaders, the elites, a lot of people who are just you know. They're just thinking about themselves and they're greed and their lust. they're lost. They're creating an environment where many Nigerians will be refugees in their own country. And we will continue to raise a generation of people who have no place to call home. And, you know, this has been going on year after year after year. Polit- elections will continue, leaders will be will rig themselves into office, you know, and nobody's solving any problems. You know? I feel really bad that, I mean, because when, I feel really bad that um, African leaders just, we have this whole political system that just makes sure that the worst of us lead. Because the whole world has made it clear that they they don't want Africans in their country. And honestly, God has already blessed us with a good um, environment. We are blessed in terms of natural resources. We have land. We have everything that we need to be self-sufficient, apart from the leadership that is required to help us. Africans, I mean, really, if an African, just like, I mean, Ameri- there are many Americans that never live America. They don't even live their neighborhood. Africa should be that kind of place where if you have no desire to, or no, you should not, I mean, you can live in your hometown, your village for the rest of your life. By the way, that's how many of our ancestors lived anyway, and they thrived. But it is conflict that is driving people out. It is hunger that is driving people out. Otherwise... Okay. Africans by nature were not particularly, were not conquest-driven, were not exploratory. You know, by and large, we are content with, you know, we used to be content with what we have. Because what we had was enough. Now it's no longer enough. And it's fueled by corruption, by, you know, the insecurity, by governments not just doing what they should do. They break down community structures, they break down the, um, the, traditional structures, and then they put in place structures that are not working, structures that take and do not give back, structures that do not protect the people. So the traditional institutions have been compromised by the political institutions, and the political institutions are unable to do what they need to do. When the traditional people, the communities, now try to self-organize themselves and protect themselves from the insecurity, the political leaders come and bring in their state structures, and they dismantle, they arrest, they persecute, So they just want the people to continue to be defenseless. It's so evil. And I wonder, is it that the demons in Africa are more wicked than the ones in Europe and other parts of the world? Because why have they been able to keep us in this kind of state So maybe this year 2025 i need to pray more for nigeria and i and i hit it when i when i say that because that is all christians have been saying that's all christians have been saying we need to pray we need to pray we need to pray maybe now it's time for us to begin to do something so maybe what we should be praying for is the wisdom from god on what to do rather than praying for other people to change because you and i know I mean, there's some people that, if you say you want to pray for somebody to give their life to Christ, until the, if that prayer can only work if, the, if, it, if it is that the devil is blinding the person's eyes or the person is possessed, and does, that's why the person doesn't know. But there are some people, I mean, I've come to realize that there's some people that, even if you take them back to, I mean, as in show the devil for everything he has, and show god they will choose the devil just like the angels willfully chose the devil they knew who he was and they looked at god and they were like yeah i'll go with this guy and the fact that none of them till today has approached god for forgiveness tells you that as far as they're concerned they made the right choice So maybe this would be a year for, I believe that this is a year for doing. That's what I sense about this year 2024. This is not a year of talking. It's not a year of procrastination. not a year of promising. It's a year to do. Anything that God has placed in your heart to do, anything that you have a passion for, anything that you have um, a burden for, now is the time to do. the sense i'm getting and i can't explain that it's not a time to even if you are praying you are praying as you are doing in fact the prayer is the prayer is the prayer to sustain me as i do it's like it's like someone that knows that you are going out in the morning you're not praying that god um tell me whether i should go out you are, you are going out you're actually going out because you have to go out you have to work but the prayer is that god order my footsteps around as, as i go arise as i go help me as i go strengthen me as i go Protect me as I go. Lead me as I go. But you are going. That's the sense I get. This is is a year for movement. Anything that just keep walking and believe that the Lord, you know, as you are going, allow the Lord to be leading you. It's not a year for sitting down. And I think God, I think God, maybe that's why he prepared me. Because in December, I worked all through December. He was... was just telling me there was a sense of urgency do this do this do this do this i know by the time this year comes and he kept telling me he said if you don't do this this there there are things he he made me do in december and he said if you don't do it now you're not going to be you're not going to have the space to do it in 2024 and when he said that i took him very seriously and now i'm so happy because a certification that i've been pushing pushing off for two years telling myself you know not been able to prepare for as he put me on an accelerated learning program where for two weeks, I was just researching, researching and trying to read and everything. It was, wasn't easy, but to the glory of God, I did the certification. I did the exam on the 31st of December. You know, it's, I got the result that I passed. And I don't take it lightly because taking exams in my fifties, computerized exams, which I did not do when I was younger, I thank God for the ability to still be able to do those things even at this age. So, um, I'm, um, you know, I think I am definitely in the second phase of my life. You know, after having spent 50 years, you know that you don't have another 50 years. So now I am more intentional about making these years count, and I think God is on that plan with me. I think we both, we both have that sense. And I think that this is, you know, and sometimes I wish perhaps I had I had been like this many years ago. But, you know, when you're younger, you think you have all the time in the world. But suddenly, when you turn 50, 40 doesn't give you that sense. You know, 40, they say, life begins at 40. But when you get to 50, <laughs> suddenly it dawns on you. Because when you're 40, you could tell yourself, I have another 40 years. But when you're 50, to say you have another 50 years that means you're literally saying you're going to live to be 100 years old which you know most people on the earth will not get to so you know that you have lived for all intents and purposes because by and large the you've lived like half of you know what i'm saying so you had better and then now of course you're older you you should be wiser so you should also be more intentional i think it makes sense it makes sense to be more intentional now, and so I get that sense of you know. So what I'm really hearing from the Lord for this, I talked about the 20 eyes, 20 keywords that the God Lord gave me, and they were all starting with the letter I. What I'm hearing is impact, influence, innovative innovation, initiative, immersion, intoxication in the Word of God, you know, involvement, you know, so. Action words, action words, action words. Yeah, this is a year of doing. It's a year to do, it's a year to implement, it's a year to execute. What that means is that the grace of God is released to enable us to do the things that we have always wanted to but we were never able to do. So this is not a year to be constrained or to feel constrained. Rather, it's a year to ask that God. It's just to Ask God that you know God give me, tell me what I need to do, and start doing it, and trust that the God will, you know, He will amplify whatever it is that you're doing. And remember, the race is not to the, free, the swift, not not the battle to the strong. nor reaches to men of, of of grace, but time and chance happen to them also. It is not by power, it is not by might, but it's by the Spirit of the Living God. So we will we will trust Him, we will ask, and we will not do what He doesn't tell us to do. But whatever it is that we have a that we know that God has given us a passion, an ability, and a grace to do, we will do it. That's the point I'm making. So it's not you leaving your space and then trying to start getting busy about things that are not within your space. God has never spoken to you about it. you don't have a passion for. It. No, I'm saying the things that you have always wanted to do that God has. You've been talking to the Lord about, and God has been talking to you about. You know wondering, start it now, start, start doing something you don't need to know where you are going you don't need to know where how it's going to turn out it's irrelevant but start so I'll leave it at that and this is me talking to myself in fact this is the Holy Ghost speaking to me and um, I, I just want to appreciate God because I really like what, how he led me in December, I'm, I'm still all the things that he enabled me to achieve between the 10th and the 31st of december 21 days of contrib- of impacts up to now i'm still i can't believe it just shows me that first of all without him i can do nothing Two, it also shows that there's so much that we can do if we allow god to help us to order our schedules aright, right because he was he i i had time for although of course i was outside but i had time for a lot of things because i i was treating the time with um what's this word with reverence so i was you know i i i had a calendar for every day and i had buckets of time allocated to things that i needed to do and i was focused on where you know and god just helped me that's just it and he told me, he said, this, 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 a list of about eight or nine. And I'm not talking small things. I'm talking in like developing a course pack of about 60 slides. And I had to do three of those. And for many of them, I hadn't even you know, started. I didn't even have an idea. Also did another presentation pack for a potential client. <laughs> 21 days. Wow. I, I, it's like... God enabled me to do a full year's work. At least, if not a full year, six months of work crammed it into three weeks. Six months of work. What should normally have taken months of work? Some people may even need a full-fledged team to do it. God graced me to be able to do it in three weeks. So he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Even according to the power that works mightily in us. I can't wait for the day that I will actually see him. And maybe I should start having a conversation with him. Maybe, how about him? Maybe. I want to see him. I want to see him as he is while he's in this world, while I'm in this world. I also look forward to when I will see him in all his glory as God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, as they are described in the book of Revelation. When I physically go to heaven. But I, I would like to see him as he is in this world as well. However possible that is. But even if I don't get to see him like in his spiritual form, as deeply as I, get, as I can experience him through his word, through his spirit, in fellowship, in prayer, in worship, in service, in obedience, I will do that because he's a good God. He's good. And I'm saying this not because... He does good things. Not only because he does good things, but because he's essentially good. I've seen that God is good. I don't uh, you know, he's good because he does good things, he wants good things, he himself is good. And the reason why I appreciate his goodness now is because I now know what evil looks like. I, I think it took me a long time because before God is good was a cliche, yes he's God now. Why won't he be good? But now I realize that he's good because he doesn't destroy his enemies. He's good because he forgives. He's good because he's merciful. He's good because he created all life and he sustains all life. And the reason why we're all here and the whole world is not earthquake and overrun by the oceans and all of that is because he's good. The reason why we know what love is is because God is good. You know, so the reason why there's light and there's life is because God is good. So when I see, now that I look at how evil the devil is and how he has corrupted human beings and human life, I I have a greater sense of reverence and love for the one that is good. So it is actually looking at the devil is what is appreci- making me appreciate God even more. And because evil has become more apparent now, when we were growing up, Honestly, we didn't really see much, have much experience of evil. I don't think it, because then, okay, maybe evil was, oh, we hear that people are, that children are being kidnapped. But it was what you hear. None of us knew of anybody who had been kidnapped. But now, we all know people who have been raped. We know people who have been kidnapped. We know people who have been killed. We know people who have been tortured. We know people who have been murdered in cold blood. We know people who have been lied against who have been cheated as it everywhere and we know evil people who who we know the people who have even done these evil things and are walking freely so now nobody needs to describe evil to us anymore evil is no longer something we watch on crime and investigation channel evil is what lives amongst us now wow, I'm just, that, that, that is really, that, that's, that's just even making me just because I just realized that this is a big shift, it's, it's true, because before, we, we didn't really know, these were things we used to read about, but now I can literally point to people around me who have gone through all of these things I've just reeled out. we also know people who are in political position, they are murderers, they are killers, they are thieves, they are drug pushers. Yet, the world is rewarding them with political position and with power. And we know people who are downtrodden, who have been stolen from, who have been killed, whose families have been destroyed, their homes destroyed, their livelihoods destroyed. And they have been gaslighted daily and being told not to open their mouth or say anything about it. Why does one person's life matter than the other? This world is so evil. It's so, so, it's the most, it's disgusting. But anyway, I'll just leave it at that. So, the only thing that makes sense to me is that one day God is going to make everything right. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. only thing that makes sense to me and that i think why i don't hold god accountable for all what is not right with the world is because at the end of the day i too i also have my own part to play so it's for me to then ask myself okay if i see that the world is this evil and god is good and there, but there are people. Thank God, there are still people who are not doing good things. Or what can I do to help the victims? What can I do to make it better? At least in my own space, because the reason why the world is the way it is is because many people are choosing evil, and a lot of people who are not choosing evil, we're not standing up against the evil, on a physical level on a spiritual level or an emotional level. We we literally just everybody's afraid. Everybody's protecting their own interests. Nobody wants to take any personal risk. So we see it everywhere in the offices, in the schools, wherever occasionally we see people who stand up with courage god bless all the bold and courageous people and many times it's even people that you do not expect sometimes young people sometimes the most vulnerable are the ones that even you know thank god for those modern day heroes that we see everywhere so for me it's very easy to point the finger and say why why does god do this why does god do this okay yes okay it's true Okay, maybe there should be no sickness. But then in your own space, what are you doing? What am I doing? How am I helping the homeless? How am I helping the poor and the hungry around me? What am I doing to make a difference in my own space? If I am not unable to do anything, if you know, if I'm helpless, then I might as well, I might, I can't, I might as well blame every other person. Perhaps God is expecting that I should do more. I mean, really. So again, I, I pray and you know, I just pray that God will just help me because one thing I don't want is to get to heaven and then God is like, ah, but shall you let me down, you know, or like, that well done, I need to hear that well done, well done, good and faithful servant, I need to hear it, I just need to hear it and um, I pray that the Lord will continue to help me to grow in my knowledge and my understanding and to me honestly, I will say a lot of my years before were wasted years in Christianity because for so long we thought and we were being taught that it was enough once you are a Christian, well, you do the, you, know, you preach the gospel, but that God just wants you to prosper and be in health. And it was so focused on just me improving myself and not having that sense of you are improving yourself so that God can use you in the lives of others. So that God can use you for his purpose, for the well-being of the earth. In fact, now, I understand that light of the earth, salt of the earth, light of the world thing. Because if not, this world will be overrun in darkness. I mean, I'm seeing it. It's playing out in Nigeria. There was the massacre in Plateau State. Um, um, the, the northern Christians, which I've been talking about a lot in this podcast, they were, they were villages and communities ransacked and killed. The people who should speak about it did not speak about it. When the victims started speaking and the family started speaking about it come and see how people came after them this you know supporters and sympathizers of the terrorists came and been gaslighting them it's the most demonic thing i've ever seen you didn't speak up this these killings are going on there are bodies in the graves there are shallow graves we 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 have bodies to show hundreds of bodies to show that these killings actually took place No, nobody could. None of you spoke up against it. But when the relatives of the or, or people in the space or community members start speaking, you then attack them. You 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 try to minimize their voice. You tell them to shut up. You try to make them uncredible. So you expect that people should be killed, should lose everything, generations should be destroyed, and they should be silent about it. For me, there is nothing more demonic than that. And that is the pattern that we see unfolding all the time in Nigeria. It happened in Lagos during the NSAS protest when you know people were killed at Lekito Gate, which was very near my house. And we heard everything that happened that night on the 20th of October 2020. And yet people came out. We saw political gaslighting, state-sponsored gaslighting, erasure of experience and how state structures were used to mute the mouths of those who were victims. So, what I'm saying is that a lot is happening now to make me realize that we are really Christians. Every, in fact, We all need to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world because if not, this evil will overrun and overtake everybody. For some reason, the devil seems to have accelerated evil because what I'm seeing now I don't think it was like this many years ago, because years ago, the people used to be united in, with, um, in at least our, our framing of good and evil was very clear. The enemies were clear, but now, the kind of political gaslighting that I see from people who are even normal people, because what is happening now is, even amongst the so-called normal people, normal people cannot call evil evil because they take positions on certain things not based on principle but based on who is involved. And if they see that it is benefiting a group of people that they consider to be enemies or on the other side, either based on religion or based on ethnicity, then whatever they are saying is a lie. They won't even have the good consciousness to be quiet. No, they will try to do everything to make those to, to to discredit the testimony of those people anyway i'll just leave it at that all i'm saying is that the evil in the world i now i think is more apparent i also the nature of evil i think it's becoming more clear to me as well and how evil works It just makes me want to cleave to God more and to live my life in a way that is pleasing to the one that I know that at least plays fair, you know, he he works according to rules that I can hold on to and that makes sense to me and that is in the interest of the greater good, unlike this one that all he does is steal, kill, lie, destroy. So I will leave it at that and I pray that the year 2024 will be a year of greater glory, greater experience and the greater good as well. In Jesus' name, amen.